Hi guys, Amy here. I'm back for series two of my podcast, The Boring Shit You Need to Know About Business. In series two, I'm so excited to bring you more business owners and conversation to challenge the way we do things in business. In today's episode, I'm excited to introduce you to the lovely Tegan Charles from Relax and Unwind Massage Therapy. From massage to facials, detox foot spas, tanning, waxing, some amazing products to complement your long list of beauty services. Thanks for coming to hang out with me today, Tegan. Thanks for having me. I have had the pleasure of being on the receiving end of some of the amazing services and products that you have on offer. Let's chat a little bit about your business. Tell me about it. So I've been in business for about six years now. I originally started when I was about 21 and I had a one-year-old and I didn't know what to do when I couldn't get back into the workforce, but I wanted to do something that was giving back. I could never be a paramedic or a nurse, um, but I really wanted to help people with whatever I did. So I sort of went down the path of massage and learned that it's not just a relaxing, you know, nice, luxurious thing to have, that the, the health benefits of it actually are really really good as well so I went and studied whilst having a one-year-old and then opened my business whilst planning a wedding so it was a bit of a crazy oh my goodness <laughs> so you had nothing else to do really at that no point. so you no, decided nothing. to keep yourself busy okay, yeah cool. yeah nothing like doing my diploma starting a business yeah. <laughs> and planning a wedding so but I think that the focus of doing everything at once made me prioritize and get you know, where I am today, because it's not easy running a business. It's not something that just happens overnight. So yeah, so then I did, I did massage um, and I went on and studied beauty as well, just so that I could focus, I only treat women, so I could really focus my business towards their needs and what they want. And then I decided to add in a product range of <laughs> candles and melts and bath bombs and bath salts, things that complement, you know, having a massage and then people can go home and enjoy a nice bath or light the candle and have a relaxing evening. Well, definitely makes sense to couple those sorts of things up together, purely because, like you said, you, you go and you have this great massage and all of that sort of stuff, and then you head home and you're like, okay, I want to continue that experience. So, And there's yeah. some great products. So you, what did you say? You said you had bath bombs, you had melts, you've got candles bath, yep. and bath salts. Yeah, really yep. great products. So yeah, that would definitely keep you busy. And now you've got two kids, I've got not two just kids. one anymore. <laughs> no, two children. <laughs> And you've just built a house and moved into a new house as well while doing it all. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we just finished building up in King Lake. We moved in during the first round of lockdowns back in April. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's been quite a big, a big juggle moving everything from where it was into a sort of a new area as well as moving into a house and mum laughing. <laughs> so tell me, tell me how lockdown's been for you because you have been on the outskirts for the most part in terms of some of the lockdown restrictions for Metro Melbourne. So, so tell me what that impact's had on your business. The clinic's actually in the Metro area at the moment. The focus is to build it onto, because we're on six acres, build a studio on the property. Um, but as for right now, the studio is in stage four, so I haven't been able to treat. 
And the first, the first lockdown, I really took it hard. Like the fact that I couldn't work and I couldn't help provide and I couldn't do anything. I think my head just went a million miles an hour and I didn't, I didn't cope well with that, with the homeschooling, not being able to work, which is like a, an outlet for me just as much as it is for the person I'm massaging. It really helps ground me. And then I went back and it was crazy. Like it was a few weeks that was just bedlam because everyone wanted a massage. <laughs> and then everything went back into lockdown. <laughs> yeah. So I think I learned a lot from the first round of lockdowns. And then I tried to use that this time. So um, what was the key takeaway from the first lot of lockdowns then for you? There's nothing I can do about it. Why get so flustered and overwhelmed and crazy about something that I can't do anything about. I just have to roll with yeah. it. Yeah. So, that was, that's the unfortunate tale, isn't it? It's just, yeah. you really can't change it. And, you know, you're so much like me in the sense that you just want to control every component and every aspect because it yeah. makes things hum nicely for you. <laughs> and when life is chaotic with kids and business and partners and households and whatever else, having that hum and making sure yeah. it all works is such a key component to our own mental yeah. health. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Being able to shake that off the second time round to say yeah much about it. But then it also allowed me, I've, I always have the excuse that I don't have time to focus on my product range. Like I wanted to get it into, you know, wholesale stockists or you know into florists and you know chemists and all that sort of stuff and I always used the excuse I don't have time to make that phone call or that email or you know to make those big orders so this time around I've tried to focus on you know things like my website and my social media and my product range and where I can stock it and things like that so that I still feel like I am doing something but I'm actually a lot more chilled this time around. That's worked, which is good, which is good. And you've had some wins on the board in terms of you have got some of your products in some stores now, which is really fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. It makes like the, you know, I've spent weeks and weeks and weeks trying to build up the courage to contact businesses and, you know, and you do, you get knocked back and it, you know, makes you feel like well at the time, exactly. but you take those knockbacks and you get up and you find that business that does want it. And then you, do your little happy dance. And I think that's the key. The reality is not everybody wants what we've got and that's okay. Like that is okay. Not everybody is our client and not everybody needs what we have. It's yeah. like you said, just finding that the right people that are yeah. actually going yeah. to want it. And then that makes it so much easier for us as yeah. business owners. So but we, we met a couple of years ago in a great little cafe down in Whittlesea in Melbourne's North to talk about all things business and primarily at that point, we were focusing on financial strategy and various components of your business in general. Yeah. Tell me, why is it important to you? Or why was it and why is it now potentially important to you to learn about finances and financial strategy and those sorts of things? Where were you at and where are you at now? I think when I first met you, because I started my business so, yeah, like I was so young, you know, we'd bought a house, we'd had a baby, all that sort of stuff. I had a little bit of money there to put towards equipment and everything like that. So I sort of went in and just spent it and did it. What came in, I spent straight away, like, you know, that pays for childcare or whatnot. I didn't quite understand the whole cash flow thing and making sure that you've put it down 
on paper or in your spreadsheet or whatever so that you know what's going on. Like my accountant would have hated me. Like I would have been like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I actually recall you saying those exact, I don't know, in exactly that same way. <laughs> and that's it. Like I don't think I'd never, like I did year 12 part-time. I wasn't ever a student that was, you know, I, I didn't love school. So I didn't mm. go there for that. So when I started studying massage, it was more of a physical hands-on thing. Um, and obviously there's a lot of theory side to it, but you never learn about the actual business numbers side of things. So when I met you, you helped me prioritize and work out what I needed to do and how I needed to do it, but how I could do it. Like, so I would understand. Yeah. And what does that do for you though, as a business owner, like in terms of wanting to learn that sort of thing, what, what changes have you made? What impact has it had? You know, you're right. Textbook knowledge is so much different to actually being able to cater something to what your needs are because we all operate very differently and what you need to know is different to what I need to know and what the next business owner needs to know. So it was, I think you clearly outlined where you needed to focus, which was really good. And we did do a lot of work around, you know, your pricing and your costing and what impact that might have. Tell me a little bit about whether that's made some significant impacts on either the way you make decisions in your business, the way you operate your business now. It definitely has. It sort of made me realise, obviously, what's costing me more as a treatment-wise to which products or which treatments are making more of like obviously more money and which ones are costing me more to make and making sure that the margin that I'm making is still worth my time. Like I used to do mobile and I would be like, oh, I'll drive three hours to do that, you know, one hour massage because I really need some money today. But then when you look at it, it's essentially, you know, a three hour drive there, an hour for the massage and a three hour drive back. I'm better off not doing that. I'm focusing on, you know, the local side of things, whether it be in clinic or a local, you know, kilometre radius, because my time is worth more than that. And there's so many opportunities that are lost when you're in transit for six hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know you're not in business to just churn through the money and make money, but, oh, sorry, we are in business to make (laughs) money. (laughs) We certainly are, but you're not, that's not your primary objective. Your primary objective was to make people feel great. And the money is just a a byproduct of that. But yeah, traveling six hours was crazy in terms of just getting one payment. But you've also got, you've also got other strategies that work really well in instances like that, where you do travel for corporate or you were traveling for corporate prior to all of this. And, you know, but that makes sense to you purely because you had extra people on that one journey, as opposed to just one person that you were massaging. So that, that certainly made sense to what I understood it to make sense. And also the repetitiveness. So like a lot of corporate clients, they do it regularly, whether Mm. it be fortnightly or monthly or something like that. So it's sort of being in a business, you don't have that salary coming in each week that you're guaranteed. So when you pick up a corporate client that may be fortnightly or monthly, you know, it might be an hour to drive there, but it's three hours work and this is every fortnight. So you kind of, you've got that consistency happening. Yeah. And how did you find when we talked a little bit about those sorts of strategies, how did you find the financial information and and whether or not that was key to making those decisions 
It definitely was. So like I was saying, like, I think I had a, an inquiry for a foot spa in Brighton and I was going to drive, you know, an hour and a half for $70. Like, <laughs> that's an hour and a half each way. <laughs> that's commitment, man. That is commitment. <laughs> but at the time I was like, oh, I've got no work on today. So, you know, so yeah, it definitely helped. And it was hard. It was so hard at the start to say no to that $70. But yeah. now, now I'm like, you know, it's, it makes total sense. You know, yeah. it's not worth my time basically because I could be doing something, whether it's admin or it's whatever, I could be doing something more productive with that time. So it certainly changes the way you think about putting yeah. your services and products together. And so tell me about, you, you talk a little bit about bringing the clinic to your property where you are in King Lake. Uh, there's obviously some real strategy around being able to achieve that. Yeah. And a lot of that's run by numbers, you know? Yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit about where you're at with that and, and how your thought processes are and whether that's changed now that you know more about your business and how to operate it financially. Definitely. So pre-COVID, I'd planned on moving into the house sort of at the start of the year and then having a clinic up a couple of months later. But obviously a house takes a lot of a lot of time and a lot of money. So we were then looking at pushing it back and then COVID kicked in. So now I'm sort of, I guess I'm not back at square one, um, but it's not happening as quickly as I would like. But I'm now reaching out and looking at, you know, local grants and things like that and ways that, um, you know, people that we know, because I'm going to do some modified shipping containers and I want to source a lot of local, um, you know, timbers and plants and things like that to bring in all the local community. So, yeah, I'm in the process of applying for the grants and just working really hard at, you know, my product range and things like that so that everything that comes from that at the moment is basically being put back into building a structure that I can can work out of. Now be completely honest with me when I ask you this question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a plan in place? 50-50. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about your plan. Well, no, because I know you, so you're in my head a lot of the time. <laughs> Um, I've had to put together as well for the grant a lot of basically strategies and costs and you know things like that and how it's going to happen so probably pre doing the grant no, no. I was like <laughs> Matt can you get me some shipping containers through work or you know like, yeah just well, trying to yeah. that's a really key component the whole you know now that you're applying for the grant, there's obviously a need to have certain financial information in place or even a strategy in place. How do you look at that now? Do you, do you think going through that process that had you had some of your ducks aligned beforehand, it would have been a little easier for you? Or did you find that there was a bit of pressure? Often I find when I, this for me, it's a social media thing because I'm, I suck at social media. So for me, when someone says to me, okay, you've got to do, all of a sudden I feel this pressure rising to go, oh my God, i got to do it. And it feels like it's just compound, compound, compound. Yeah. Does it feel like that when you're asked to do something 
along the lines of numbers and being able to go, okay, and then you feel rushed almost? I definitely felt a bit out of my comfort zone and a bit overwhelmed by everything. And I think that's why I kept putting off actually doing it. Ah, Um, The putting off of it. I hear that so often. (laughs) Yeah, so I was feeling quite overwhelmed um, and totally out of my comfort zone. Like I'm not great. I knew there'd be a lot of a lot of writing about why and how and all that sort of stuff. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, this is why and this is how, but to actually put it in a presentation or, you know, an application was quite difficult. But when I did your boring shit, you need to know about business course. Ah. I got a few little tips and tricks. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) So there was things, you know, like with the whole time management and how much I can do in each day and, you know, Basically, if I could do this, then a lot of it was obviously health and well-being with the application, but also bringing in staff members and how it's going to give back to the community. So having those, basically the tables and the tallies and everything done, allowed me to show, well, I can essentially work this much and there's enough potential to have a staff member or two to do, you know, X, Y and Z as well. So that's so exciting for you yeah. to have that opportunity because you've you've talked a lot about time management and it's not it's not just about the clinic itself or the work during the day. It's about the fact that you are a mum and we don't discount that sort of stuff. And you're a wife and you're a person. You're your own person. You've got your own things that you need to do for yourself. So wow, that's exciting to be able to sit down and reflect on how you could potentially yeah, because I remember when we when we spoke about it and I was like, I can work whatever hours. And you were like, can you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I can, like whatever. <laughs> but then when I sat down and I was like, okay, so those invoices don't get sent by themselves and no one makes dinner by themselves, like, you know, mm-hmm. all those things. And I basically had to go, all right, well, every Monday between 9 and 11, it's admin or it's social media scheduling or it's blog writing, it's whatever. And then I can treat from this time to this time. And then I've got to go get kids from school and then I can drop them at home and then I can go back to work or I can do, you know, whatever. But I had to, I think, physically put it into a table to work out, well, this is potentially what I can do. So then this potentially is the the outcome financially or whatever that I'm looking for to then do it. And you're a visual, you're a very visual person. Like you, you love to write, you're old school. You've got your planners. (laughs) I love your planners. You, 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 but you stick to them as well. It's not like you're, you're not like me where I've got a ton of planners over to the side (laughs) and they all look pretty, but every year is gone since then. And I just, I don't, do that um, as such, but you are, you stick to it and you put your plan down and you, and you execute it really, really well. So, but it's good to hear that you went through that process with the grant and even just, I guess, knowing that grants are available to you is a really cool thing because, you know, unless we extend our thinking, we're often trapped by thinking that the only option is to make money. Yeah. And I think Um, I was at that point where I was kind of like, you know, Matt was like, just take, you know, take out a personal loan for the business or, you know, add it to the home loan or he's like, just get it. You'll be fine. I'm like, money doesn't just grow on trees. You can't just call the <laughs> bank and be like, yo, can I have some more money? Like, <laughs> be uh, nice. 
But yet at the same time, I'm in a position that, you know, I can't treat. So it's not like I can go, you know what, I'm going to do 10 massages a day, you know, for 10 weeks and I'm going to do this and this is how I'm going to do it. I had to think outside the box in how to obviously be productive whilst I can't treat, but still in the right direction towards the goals that I've got for the year. And also to, to think about those financing options, because Matt's right, you, you could get a personal loan or you could put it on the home loan, but there are implications to all of that as well. Yeah. And I'm not saying there aren't any implications to grants because grants, you know, they come with their own set of yeah. rules as well, like as to what you can and can't do with them and also to report back. You know, we, we need to be held accountable for what we're doing with the funds that are available to us because it's, it's a, it actually is a privilege. It's not yeah. just a right. It's a privilege to have access to funding like that. And I think certainly our local communities are doing some really amazing things for local businesses and to help them out. And I'm glad you're able to extend your thinking rather yeah. than just compound any additional costs or yeah. pressure yeah. in your life by taking out loans and stuff. Um, you still got it with the particular loan that I'm applying for. They basically say if it's going to cost you 20 grand to do the project, they will give you 10, but you need to show that you've got the other 10. Like, so then yeah. they meet you in the middle because obviously like if you just handed something and you're not working for it, I don't feel like, you know, there's a, yeah. there's a different measure there where I feel like if you know, I've worked my butt off to get this. Like I didn't just get given a handout. Mm -hmm. It just adds that element of, I don't know, excitement and proud and, you know, you yeah. did it. I tend to agree. And so, so as a business owner, because I, I often hear a lot of business owners kind of go, well, there should just be money available. So it was great to hear you say that by you having to invest half of that, that that's still a valid option yeah. for you you know yeah. because you know how hard you work you know what you put into your business and what you can get out of it and what you've yeah. got available to you so i think that's really yeah i think it's really good to hear that so you've got future plans to put the studio not the studio is it called a yeah. studio, we calling yeah. A, yeah, yeah studio yeah. up on your property which is a beautiful property from the photos i've seen because i haven't <laughs> seen them yet but um we talked a lot about this opportunity for you and i think you know even just the shipping containers yeah you know, you've gone round and round in circles in terms of the options that are best available to you and i know that a lot of your decisions have been based on monetary constraints as to what you're going to invest in yeah so it sounds as though you've finally got the combination right for you from yeah. a money perspective yeah i thought originally when i first put all the permits through for the shipping containers i thought that um it would be the most cost effective because little old me who didn't really look into things just thought oh that looks cool let's do that but it's not actually it's probably 50 50 with building you know you can mm. get old buildings you know removable structures delivered probably for less that you know but i just think that it'll have the right gel of modern mixed with the country vibe that we go for out here. And it also, it's got room to play by what I can do with them and how I can make it my own and, you know, open the doors up onto a deck or, you know, I think it'll just have the feel that I, I want for it. So, and that's the thing, you know, these decisions aren't always based purely on financial results. It's a component of it. And I think it yeah. needs to be considered. And, you know, the fact that you stretched 
your thinking to have a look at other opportunities to see whether or not it fit what you needed. But it still has to be about you. It still has to be about what you want it to feel like. And at least you've explored the options that are available. You've settled on the option that is, and then you can actually plan effectively what yep. costs are associated with all of that and being able to do it. And if, if it takes a little longer, so be it, you're going to get exactly what you want yeah. from that. So, yeah. and it's exciting. Tell me more about what's in store for your products. Yeah. Yep. So I'm looking at adding um, two new products. So we've got a couple already going out to um, your hampers and to florists and things like that. So that's really exciting. And I'm looking at adding reed diffusers and tea light candles because I feel like they tie in really well with what I've already got. You know, people aren't wanting, if they don't want to light a candle and they just want to have something that's constantly got a nice smell to it, then, you know, a reed diffuser is perfect. I yeah. absolutely love them. Yeah. Yeah. I love them in the linen area. Like I feel like it just creates that really nice smell. So yeah. So I'm looking at adding that and I'm also looking at potentially redoing my stickers. I've just bought a new machine that allows me to do like vinyl cutting and things like that. So is that one of those, what are the, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Cameo silhouette. Okay, I've cool. I've actually had it for about four years, but I never used it. <laughs> <laughs> but in, I told my husband that I've just bought it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's one of my other goals is to play around with that and see, because then, you know, I can personalise the labels, you know, to whatever anyone wants, if they want their logo or whatnot on it, I'm sort of the possibilities are endless. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's where the value is really going to come in, where you can do that and offer that service. So, in terms of your products and services, there you can book online. You've got a website up and yeah, running yep. that's you know it's been there for a while and yeah, yep. You can buy the products online. Um, the booking system's closed on at the moment purely because you can't treat. And then last time I didn't, when we had the little gap, I didn't reopen it online. I like had verbal bookings purely because there's new COVID safe procedures and things like that. I just sort of, I liked having that chat. Who have you been near? What have you been? Just to confirm, you know, everything. And then everything gets sent off via email as well that they need to confirm and, you know, everything. So I would say we'll probably do something similar this time just for the first few weeks. And then it's Christmas. So thanks so much. I'm so excited to see what's in store. And I can't wait for us to be able to sit down, have a coffee or a pot of tea like I do, and <laughs> have more of a chat about it. Like I, I look forward to touching base. But thanks so much for hanging out today and just taking you through everything and updating me on where you're at and, and also demonstrating that there's some real key advantages, especially in your business as well, that to understanding your financial numbers and what impact it's made for you going forward definitely thank you for having me oh it's a pleasure it's i've a missed pleasure. you <laughs> i know me too but thanks again tegan thank you and hopefully we can catch up soon and that's it guys for another episode of the boring shit you need to know about business i'm amy bachata and i'll see you next time <laughs>